just keep writing down all the things that come to you now because your list is started. And by the time I got to his office a few days later, I had 50 I am's on my list. Nice. I added 25 more when I was there in his office. And then now that was in 2002. This is 2022. So 20 years later, I have over 150 I am's. And when I'm having a stressful time or, or need to boost my, my confidence or self-esteem, or have a migraine or whatever I'm going through, I can go back and see my printed list of I am's and remind myself of, of all of the greatness that resides in me. And even if I'm not all of these things at the same time, they all are pieces of me. And that is what helps me gain the confidence and know that I will get through this challenge and I should keep going. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver, and Wellness Champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are back for another episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. This week, we have all the way from Arizona, I believe. I think that's yes. correct. Is that correct? Yay. That is correct. We have Barbie Ingle, and Barbie's going to tell us all about herself, what she's up to, all of the tea will be spilt today. Let's have it, Barbie. Sounds good. So I am Barbie Ingle, and I live in Arizona. And I am a chronic pain patient, but I have learned to become an advocate, a cheerleader of hope, a book author. And I am trying to live past the fear of anything that I face. And I do it with consistency. I have been living with rare diseases that involve chronic pain for uh, just over 20 years. And I had to become the chief of staff of my own medical team. And I encourage other people to push past the fear and do that for themselves as well. Awesome. Awesome. So now we have to definitely hear, how did you get to that place? Cause you sound extremely confident and you sound like the advocate for yourself, which I think is phenomenal. And so we have to hear, how did you get there? Because I know that was not an easy journey. It absolutely was a very rough journey, very challenging. And it took time. It took three years to get a proper diagnosis. It took another four years to get the right treatment. I saw many doctors. Some believed me. Some didn't believe me. Some could help, but didn't know what was wrong. Some couldn't help at all. It took a while and I had to not give up. And I relied a lot on the skills I learned as a student athlete growing up in cheer and dance and gymnastics and and uh, fulfilling life activities uh, as a child. I learned a lot of things besides the physical components of being a performer. 
I learned the time management and responsibility and um, having respect for myself and others. And I took those skills that I learned outside of the physical performing and use them to become a cheerleader of hope and a mental cheerleader instead of a physical cheerleader. But it did take time and it took practice and it took learning about myself, learning better communication and really knowing that the situation I was in wasn't my fault, but there was something I could do about it and make it better and coming to that realization and taking the action that many people are afraid to take to get past the challenges that we face. And when I started taking action, I saw results and I wanted to keep going and make sure that I got to do those things that, that I really wanted to do, even though I was struggling. So what happened? Were you like, um, were you having difficulty with your day-to-day activities? Like what was the What was the buildup that made you persistent enough to know that something was just not right? So prior to the day, I say eight seconds changed my life. Prior to that eight seconds, I was taking life for granted. I was working hard, but I was taking life for granted. And I thought that I would have physical abilities the rest of my life and uh, kind of took it for granted, took myself for granted. And I was in an auto accident, and that auto accident triggered a neuroautoimmune disease, reflex sympathetic dystrophy. It's a rare disease. And when it triggered that in my body, my body started attacking myself. So I knew that I would never give up what I had worked so hard for. But the stronger I tried to hold on and fight for everything, it was the wrong things and the worse I got. And I had to stop and become my own advocate first. And then I was like, wait a second, I could have got help a long time ago had I taken some steps to do that. And when I realized that, I realized, okay, I can share my story and talk about what I went through. And people listening may not have gone through the same things, but they may relate in some ways, or it might spark an idea for them to come up with some tools that will help in their life which uh, hopefully I reach them faster than I got help for myself. No, that's, that's good. That's great. And so, okay, interesting. And so while you were, yeah, that's one that's very difficult to diagnose. You're right. (laughs) Um, Right. And it's like, are these things mental? Are they really happening? Am I able to explain it? I I wasn't able to explain it. And I think if I had those words in the beginning, I would have gotten help Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But you know, it's, it's always, um, difficult when you're, when you're, when you're going through something or you are, um, seeing the signs of something that is not like a mainstream item. Right. Yes. I mean, that's just the thing. Cause there is not, I'm sure, well, I'm, I, I'm not sure, but perhaps there is, um, you know, information about, about DPS out there that is available to the general public, but yes it's not like diabetes or hypertension or strokes. You know what I mean? And yeah, so it's not, to- it's not top of mind, yes. right? It's not top of mind. And so as a result, you know, you're not, like you said, finding the words because those words have not been, you know, exposed, you've not been exposed to those words. <laughs> so it's not expected yeah, that you was- would find the words, right? Yeah. I had to learn a whole new language in how to speak to a medical provider 
And I started going to counseling and and started learning psychological tools and things that I could use in addition to the physical help I was seeking. So um, having my whole life fall apart. And I mean, I went from top of the world. I was living my dreams to food stamps, losing my marriage, not wow. being able to drive any longer, lose, you know, losing my job, losing my company. I pretty much went down to nothing and had to rebuild a life. And so I think a lot of my confidence comes from not being afraid to lose everything. I was grasping and holding on to all these things because I didn't want to lose them. But when I gave up the fear, it helped me live life and, and live in each moment going forward. Wow. Wow. I mean, that right there is like amazing because, you know, a lot of times we feel like, you know, we just need to have that epiphany moment. Like we just feel like, you know, when, whenever, when we get to that point where we feel like we understand and we're enlightened, then everything is better. But in your situation, what happened was you were forced into an enlightenment, right? Like literally it's, I mean, you lost everything. That is just like, you know, that is like a, a very brutal way to like get into, to step into your, to step into your greatness, right. To come out of your comfort zone and to really push yourself. And it sounds like you had a tremendous amount of growth as a result of that. I did. I did. I turned my pain into power and Love it. used the, the life that I have instead of wishing that, oh, I wish I had this old life back. Well, I had to retrain my brain and think about, I got to do things like I got to coach at two Rose Bowl games. There's less than a hundred people that have gotten to coach at the Rose Bowl games. So I have actually got to do things that were my dreams and no one can ever take that away from me. I just have to come up with some new dreams and new goals and reorganize and plan and, and be ready for whatever comes my way physically and mentally. Wow. And I love, I love the words that you utilize because, um, our words definitely, they, they become manifestations, right? And and basically, you know, and, and your, your mindset, your, your, your will to move forward, everything is really based in your self-talk and the words that you use. And I love that you said that you turned your pain into power, you know, that, that is the, that is a really profound statement because, you know, a lot of our pain, I mean, you had physical pain, but I'm just saying like, you also had mental pain too, because, you know, you had all these things that were, that were considered to be staples in your life be taken away. Right. Uh, They're gone now. And so it's like, you know, that is, that, that has to engender a lot of like mental pain. And so you took that, that pain and, and, and wrapped into that as fear. And you decided instead of having that hold you down and cripple you, you decided to use that as a, a nidus for, for, for just becoming a Phoenix really. Right. Because I mean, you, you totally, totally turned the tables and, and, and that's just incredible to, to hear. Yeah. to hear that that has happened in your life, because I think that that is something that people who are listening will really appreciate because a lot of times, you know, we may be in a situation where we feel like, you know, this is it. This is rock bottom. There's nothing that I can do. I, I cannot see a way out. 
But if you just look up, guess what? There's always a way out. There's always there a better situation. And, you know, I, I definitely am inspired by you because you, you, you did that. Like there was something within you that sparked that. And, you know, and it's, it's just good. So I'm, I'm so encouraged that you share your story because I think a lot of people don't have that intrinsic fire that you have. And, you know, they will be inspired by your story and they will want to, you know, take that next step and face that fear of, you know, loss, which is what we all have, right? We have a fear of loss. And so they will want to face that and, and step into their greater selves, you know, like you have. Absolutely. So, and it didn't so now come you got to tell us how, how did you do yeah, it? Like it, what, it, what happened? Absolutely. It did not come overnight. It took practice. It took talking, learning new skills, reevaluating the skills that I had and how I could transform them into my new reality. And, you know, it, it really took practice and, and over time, you know, the, the, in the beginning, you have the self negative talk and I suck. I, I have no purpose. And I had to stop that for myself. And now when I hear other people talk negatively about themselves, I say, oh, stop the conversation. Let's, let's rewind. Let's take that, block that. And let's talk about all the good things. What is something good that you have to offer? And, you know, you're having trouble losing weight. Well, you're beautiful the way you are. Now let's break it into smaller pieces. And this is what I did. I took those challenges, stopped looking at them as issues and took it on as a challenge, broke it down into smaller pieces and said, okay, my goal is to accomplish X. How do I get there? And when there was roadblocks in my way, I would say, okay, I can't go through. So I need to go over, under, around, but how do I get to my goal? And I never took my eye off of getting to the goal. I, I just changed how I got to the goal. And creating lists, getting organized, creating an oasis around uh, many of the days I spent bed bound. When I was up, I would be in a wheelchair to get, to get mobile. And now I'm out of my wheelchair, but it, it took a long time and it took a process. So building my life back looks different, but I'm using all of those skills that I've had since childhood. And I think anybody could do that. You just have to reevaluate where you're going and how you're trying to get there. And if you're saying, oh, there's a roadblock, I have to stop. No, if, if your goal is to is to get to X, find another way. If that is truly your purpose, it will manifest. And you you will find other opportunities and ways. Don't hold on to the ones that have closed. No, that that's um that is that is such a great set of advice. You know, the thing about it is that um you had a conscious interrupt though, it yes, sounds like. I did. Do you remember like what it was that 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 made you not that made you want to turn off the negative? Because I think I think you know it's it, we almost have to break it down to like what was that thing? <laughs> for you yeah. that made you say, okay, I am not going to listen to that negative voice because I think that is the thing, right? That was yeah. the, that, that was the conscious interrupt for you. And that was the thing that allowed for you to be able to rise up out of the ashes. Right. Absolutely. And so if and people I, aren't I, able to get that. Yeah. I had multiple things that interrupted me, but I kept trying to ignore them. 
<laughs> I see. And then okay. finally, finally, the, the one that worked was I had a near-death experience. I uh, had a full lung collapse and my lung was laying on my heart and my life flashed before my eyes. They took me into emergency surgery and um, when my life flashed before my eyes, I saw, I saw that even like when you open the door for somebody or somebody holds the door for you, all of that life is interconnected. And the only, the, the small little stuff that we think about and stress about every single day does not matter. It's the human connection that matters. And that life interruption of understanding my life in, in mm -hmm. rewind of all these things flooding. It was like a thousand pictures with a thousand words at the same time. And I understood everything simultaneously. And when I woke up in my hospital bed, I was like, well, heaven looks a lot different than I thought it would, but, <laughs> um, oh, I Oh no, you thought that was it. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was it. I thought I was not waking up on earth again. And when I did, it was like, oh, I am here for a purpose. And what matters is human connection. How can I make the strongest human connections? How can I be the person who's a doer that is fulfilling my life purpose? And my life purpose is to be a cheerleader. It's supposed to be a cheerleader. And I've always known it was to be a cheerleader. But that's the time when I said, okay, I am no longer a physical cheerleader. And doctors kept telling me that, but I didn't want to hear it. It was, I am going to be a mental cheerleader and I'm going to cheer myself and others to and through whatever challenges that they're facing. And that is the reason why I'm still here on earth. And that's what I live for is fulfilling my goal and my purpose. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That so it was awesome. a big interruption. <laughs> okay. That is, that, that is a big one. That's for sure. Yes. Okay. Now, yeah, that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense because I think like, you know, when we, when we listen to your story, we're like, wow, how did she, but how did she do it? Right. And so it's, it, it definitely, um, helps for that piece of information to be shared because now it's like, you know, there was, there was a clear moment. There was like that clear interruption that triggered, you know, the cascade of events that, you know, now have led to you where you, to where, where you are right now, which is amazing. Hey, it's Dr. G, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. Now you have to let us know, how are you doing this? How are you becoming a cheerleader? How are you being a cheerleader? 
share with us how that's going. Well, one of the first things is when I just said a little bit ago, when somebody comes to me and they're talking negative about themselves, I say stop and I let it go. Another tool that I use is when I feel like somebody's trying to put guilt on me to do a project or to do a treatment or try something and I'm not comfortable doing it, I will physically uh, grab, like I'm grabbing my chest and drop it away from myself and say, I do not accept that guilt. I do not accept that stress. I do not accept the negativity. And I take it off of myself and, and I make a physical action to remind my brain that, hey, this isn't mine to bear. This isn't something that I need to worry about or stress about. It's letting go of that small stuff. So that is another thing that I do. And then I also, uh, a psychologist I was seeing for the depression, when you lose everything in your life, you definitely will get depressed. Absolutely. And go through anxiety and fears and, and all of you know the negative emotions. So one of the best tools that he taught me was it's called the I am gifts. And he said, this week, I want you to go home and I want you to write down all the things you are. And he called me about halfway through the week and said, how's your list coming? I'm just checking on you on your homework. And I was crying and I was like, I suck. I have, I, I have nothing. I am nothing. And I don't have one thing written down because you're supposed to write all your gifts down, not the negatives in your life. And I lost my job and I was losing my company and I lost my marriage and everything's cascading away from me. And he said, you know, I, I've had some sessions with you now and I'm going to help you get your list started. You are spiritual. You are a believer. So you, you can write down, I am spiritual. And that's your first thing. That's what you are. And just keep writing down all the things that come to you now because your list is started. And by the time I got to his office a few days later, I had 50 I am's on my list. Nice. I added 25 more when I was there in his office. And then now that was in 2002. This is 2022. So 20 years later, I have over 150 I am's. And when I'm having a stressful time or or need to boost my my confidence or self-esteem or have a migraine or whatever I'm going through, I can go back and see my printed list of I am's and remind myself of, of all of the greatness that resides in me. And even if I'm not all of these things at the same time, they all are pieces of me. And that is what helps me gain the confidence and know that I will get through this challenge and I should keep going. So that was one of the best tools that, that I learned in uh, therapy. Oh, that's great. No, that's awesome. I was here sitting, thinking about my IMs. I'm like, oh, yeah. let me see make my list. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. That is great. And so now do you, um, do you coach people? Do you offer a service? Like what, what, how have you transformed this? Well, I have published nine books, which I grew up with a learning disability. So I never thought I would like read a long book. Um, now I've published nine books. Awesome. So it's, Congrats. It's, again, fulfilling my purpose, but I wanted to be able to reach more people. And if I'm just trying to talk one-on-one, on-one-on-one, on-one, which I do mentor patients, yeah. um, I, I do that. I don't, I don't charge. I just do that as a volunteer because I believe it's part of fulfilling my purpose here on earth. Yeah. And I also find if I have, um, too much, uh, 
time I'm, I, you know, don't have enough time in the day to mentor all the people who need help. I bring in other mentors and say, Hey, can you talk to this patient? Can you help them out? Or this caregiver or family member that, that needs to talk might be one or two times. It might be for a year, it might become your best friend. My, one of the the women that I was mentoring became my best friend over the uh, 15 year period. So nice. um, it, it really can grow and, and create even further human connection. So I do that. Um, but I, but I also wanted to put it into books and, and reach even more people. And there's libraries that carry my book, the um, uh, um, library of Congress has uh, copies of my books there. And um, there's actually been uh college professors that have purchased some of my books for their class and had it as required reading and they discussed it and, and went through some of my books in their class. So nice. Uh, yeah. So it definitely is spir- spiraling out and, and reaching more people as a, as a ripple effect can. And, um, but I also like working one-on-one with patients as well. So can you tell, um, so if somebody wanted to, um, find your books, like find, uh, you know, the titles and such. Do you have a website that you, I do Um, my name, Barbie Ingle.com B A R B Y I N G L E.com. And, um, yeah, it's pronounced Barbie just like the doll, but it's spelled different. My sister's Marbie. So we're Marbie and Barbie and, um, and we're not twins. She's a year older, but we were racist twins. And uh, even though she's a year older, um, she didn't speak. uh, We, we both were born in Bangkok, Thailand and she didn't speak. And I actually spoke before she did. And then we ended up creating like a twin language that even to this day, we'll be talking to each other and and our husbands will be like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? And, and we don't even necessarily realize we're talking in twin, but uh, we have that happen quite often. And, um, so we're Marby and Barbie. So Barbie okay. with a Y. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. And, and then if you need information from the international pain foundation, and I work with six different charities, but that, that one I'm on the board of directors, you can go okay. to internationalpain.org and get more information. And we work with over 150 different conditions that involve chronic pain as a symptom. And, um, you can go to that website and see all of our tools and resources and, and, uh, get some help if you need it. Fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So you said your husband, so did you remarry? I did. I remarried, uh, again, I believe it was God saying, here's a big sign or, um, my name's Barbie. My husband's name is Ken. And oh, stop. Said, really? Yes. <laughs> So it's Marbie and Barbie and then Barbie and Ken. Oh, and, wow. And it was, I believe, because I was like, I'll never get married again. I'm not even interested. And I moved to Arizona for medical care and he was my new neighbor. And I was like, oh, hi, look I'm at Barbie. That. And he's like, hi, I'm Ken. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, I am not able to drive. So you work from home. Would you, Can I pay you to drive me to doctor's appointments and physical therapy? And in those drives that we would take, uh, we started talking and then he asked me out on a date and I'm like, why would you date me? I suck. Like I've lost everything. Why, what, what do you see in me? And he said, you're everything on my box of what I was looking for in a spouse. And the only thing is your health and we can work on that together. But why would I give up everything else I dreamed of for one area? 
Oh he's like, I'm not gosh. sleeping, I'm not keeping up. So um that's so awesome. And- oh my gosh, that gives me the chills. Yeah. Wow. And God's wow. like, don't miss this. And named him Ken for me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like, hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Here's your sign. Oh, that is awesome. That is so awesome. Wow. So, you know, so, okay. I know that you think that that is, I know that you know that that's incredible, right? But like, just think about that. Like you were, I'm, I'm assuming the original place where you were was probably close to where the Rose Bowl is taking place, right? So California? Um, I was in Washington state, but we traveled to the Rose Bowl to to play in the Rose Bowl games on like national television. It was amazing. So 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 here you were. You were originally in Washington State. Yes. And then you had this catastrophic event occur. You had all yep. these things. And then you got to that point where you're like, okay, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a geographic arbitrage. I'm gonna go over to Arizona here where yeah. I know that I can get the care that I need for my condition. Yep. And then you end up living right next to your life partner. Yes. That is and absolutely incredible. I asked my doctors in Washington state, we had team doctors and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. But I said, if, if you were me and you had all these symptoms and you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? And, and they said, we think you should go to Arizona. So it was the wow. doctor that guided me to Arizona to my new neighbor who helped me with the doctors here. And the doctors here weren't any better. Um, I had to like create an oasis. I had to create a medical team that, that we've learned and grown together to treat my rare disease. So it, it didn't start off that way, but God was leading me down this path to bring me here to meet my neighbor, to, to rebuild a life. And my entire family at that time, besides me was in Virginia. And so oh. it'd been really easy for me to get on a plane and just go back to Virginia. But I was just something in me was like, no, this isn't how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to get the, the, you're supposed to do something different. And I listened to, and I came to Arizona and, and met my life partner. <laughs> that's and so great. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's quite the love story. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I wasn't even looking. It's like when you stop, well, that's always the like, time, right? That is done. always it. Yeah. Yes. That is always it. And, but he was looking, he, he was had looking. a list. Yeah. He yes, had a list. He did. He, yeah, had he didn't know what, nice. he didn't know what she was going to look like. He just knew that she had to have he, these qualities. Yes. Yeah. And, wow. uh, and yeah. And he's, you know, his, when we got married, um, uh, he was 35. Oh, well, he was 36 and I was, and I was 35. I was about to turn 35 and, um, we had been dating for a few years and he told his mom, she kept saying, get married and, and have kids. And he's like, I don't know if kids are in the cards, you know, I just don't feel like I'm going to get married time at least 35. And then he meets me and it was like, it just worked out. He, you know, just turned 36. I just turned 35 and now we're getting married. So awesome. <laughs> it's <was> amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Wow. Yeah. So good. So nice. I love hearing that. <laughs> Oh my God. Wow. This has been such a great conversation, Barbie. I mean, you have shared so many nuggets with the tribe today. I I just know that you've touched the hearts and minds of several that are listening. And I really appreciate that. We have a tradition. 
Oh, <laughs> we have a tradition on the show and okay. it's um, the fill in the blanks. Are you ready for, for that? I Barbie? Am. Okay. Awesome. I am. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I love it. You're like, I'm born ready, girl. I love it. <laughs> so the first one is if I am fearless, I will. Do it anyways. Love it. When, when I am afraid of something, I, I tried to, if there's no ray, um, reasonable reason not to do it, I will do it. So even like if I was afraid of this Dr. Death doom drop at Universal Studios, I wrote it eight times in a row to get over the fear. I'm still afraid of that ride. But I do it anyways. Every time I go to Universal Studios, I ride that ride so that I can say I faced my fears. Uh, you know, I went up in a hot air balloon this year to face my fears and and that height fear. And um, yeah, I'll do it anyways. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. The next one is to me, fearless freedom means that I get to accomplish more. Nice. Yep. Awesome. And then the last one is my battle cry is hope is true, which I helped write a song called hope is true. And I use that as my literal anthem, my battle cry. And it, it is hope is true. And it gives me the strength to get through whatever I'm facing to know that there is hope because there is help and we just have to reach out and seek it. And if, if I can even have the smallest glimmer of hope, I can make it through anything I'm facing. Oh man, that's great. That is great. You know what? We have definitely been blessed by your presence, Barbie, and your words and your energy. Cause you have such incredible energy. And, you know, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to be with us here at the Fearless Freedom Tribe. And yeah, just keep shining, lady. You too. Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, Dr. G is doing an amazing job and she is giving us a great service with this podcast. So make sure that you pay her back by giving her five stars and leaving comments wherever you're listening from. It's really important to, to help prop up people that are doing great things in this world. And she's one of them. So please help her out as well. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet you're of welcome. you. <laughs>